Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on YouTube, Mind of Reese on Twitter, Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok. Joined as always by my brother, Mr. Michael Bibbins, no relation, um, at Bibbs Corner. His face right now. <laughs> At Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Um, not going to plug his other Twitter page. That's personal. Um, Bibbs Corner Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. Um, I believe there's an episode coming out soon, so look out for that. Um, how you feeling, brother? Uh, I left you I left you hanging. I was I was out on a trip this weekend. You know, you had to do the, the Grizzlies post-game recap on your own. I wish I could have done it because I would have turned up after we beat their ass. But, you know. Uh, you soloed it. You held it down. Pretty good content. I listened to it. You know. So how you feeling? Yeah, um, it was nice to do a solo that was after a dub. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> made it a lot easier. But um, yeah, I'm pretty good. I actually have three reviews coming out: um, Black Adam, uh, She Hulk still hasn't been released, so I got to put that one out. And then um, me and Shad did one, a review for a documentary that's coming out next week uh, about uh, Raymond Lewis, who was one of those should have been NBA legends that never got the opportunity. Um, so you already saw the movie? Uh, I got, I, you know, I, told, I get like screener links. Okay, connection. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I asked Shad if he wanted to take a look. I sent him the like password and stuff to get in. He was able to check it out and uh, we did the review, but it was actually really good. A lot of legends show up in the documentary, Michael Cooper, Reggie Theus, uh, Jerry Tarkanian, like a lot of, a lot of big names. Like this is, this is a legit story of a guy that probably should have been in the league and probably would have been a goat if he had made it to the league, but politics and other things came in the way. So uh, it's coming out next week. I'll, I'll get all the info and whatnot, but, Keep a look. When is She-Hulk coming out? Say what? When is She-Hulk coming out? I'm. My plan is to schedule them all out this week. Mm-hmm. So if I can, I'm gonna drop Black Adam tonight. She-Hulk probably right after that, and then uh, the other one will come out Friday since the movie is releasing on Monday, and then I'll re-promote it on Monday after that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, for the people that don't know, uh, the reason I could not make the post-game recap on Saturday is because I was in Philly for the weekend. Um, came back yesterday. Uh, it was a fun trip. It was for my brother's um, bachelor party. Is He's getting married November 18th. Uh, me, him, some other friends, his dad, uh, we all went up to Philly, drove there. It's only about a two-hour drive from Baltimore. Uh, got a nice little Airbnb, a lot of rooms. Uh, I had some fun, man. Um, but I will say, uh, but let me get, that's the main event. Friday night is the main event. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the other stuff, okay? So Saturday, um, <clears throat> we got some food. We went to a place called, uh, we had trouble looking for food. We were on Market Street. 
Um, and Philly. I don't, huh? They're Philly, right? Yeah. Okay. We were just trying. At first, we were trying to find brunch. That's why we were having trouble. Every place was like, we went to one place. It was like, no, nah, it was eight of us. It was like, no, nah, we don't have enough to seat you. We got a party of 20 coming in. We're like, all right, fuck it. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> went to another place. They were closed. Okay. Uh, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> um, so we went to a place called Old Brother. Um, nice local spot. I could tell it was a local spot, locally owned, not a chain or anything. Um, got a burger called The Big Brother. Uh, shit was smacking. Shit was amazing. <laughs> and uh, somebody with me got a cheesesteak, the best looking cheesesteak I've ever seen in my life. Gotta um, get a cheesesteak. Cheese uh, <laughs> so Market Street, Market Street was cool. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of, well, no one from Baltimore is listening to this. Never mind. Um, yeah, why not? If anybody from Baltimore is listening to this, it reminds me of Lexington Market in a way, which is not necessarily a compliment, but it's cleaner than Lexington Market. <laughs> um, so there was something going on on Market Street. At first, someone was like, well, is it a Comic-Con? I was like, nah, no Comic-Cons are going on right now. I was like, maybe it's a Halloween thing. But nah, everyone was dressed up as an Alice in Wonderland character. And I'm just like, is there like an Alice in Wonderland thing going on around? I don't know. But Never found out. Never found out, never cared to find out. So <laughs> I thought it was that, going somewhere. Like. <laughs> we were on uh, Market Street walking. We were looking for a bar to go to, a sports bar. Uh, we came across an axe-throwing place. I've never been axe-throwing. None of them have ever been axe-throwing. We went axe-throwing. What could be? What could go wrong? What could go wrong, right? <laughs> uh, a bunch of dudes from Baltimore, a lot of them street dudes, going axe-throwing. What could go wrong, right? I'm going to get to that. So uh, we went axe-throwing. Everything was cool. You know, split us up into teams of four. Um, my team won. Uh, we was killing shit. I saw the video. I saw, yeah, I, saw I was it. much better at it than I thought I was. So you almost had a bullseye. When, when yeah, hold I was up. doing really good. I was doing really good. Um, and then after that, you got a bunch of hood dudes. You got a bunch of street dudes c- competing. And the words come out, well, let's put some money on it then. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So they putting down money, a bunch. We we had a bunch of ones. I'll get to that. We had a bunch of, <laughs> we had a bunch of ones. So they compete and they putting money on it. I was like, you know what? In my head, I'm like, I did so well. I'm looking at the competition. A lot of these dudes wasn't doing better than me. I said, I got ten dollars. Double up. What's up? So <laughs> putting my money on it. Um, I lost. <laughs> I lost it. It was fantastic fashion, though. My friend Davon, we went up and had he. I put down ten. He put down ten, and uh, the other guy we was with put down ten. And we didn't have much time left because gotcha. we gave it was like an hour. So um, <laughs> me and the guy Davon went up against each other. It was um, best of three. We both threw the axe three times. Whoever had the most points after that. Got it. So uh, through the axe and we what was it? No, we threw the axe. I hit I I can't remember how many points I hit and his axe didn't hit anything. So that was zero. Okay. Then I hit like okay, the first time I hit three, I remember. First time I hit three, his axe didn't hit. 
Then I hit one, and his axe hit four. Ooh. Then he hit four again. Oh, so y'all switched up the order? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, like he hit four. So in order for me to win, I had to hit a bullseye. But I assumed you had thrown first. Like I didn't know. Like that's what I meant. Like I mean, we could throw at the same time. It didn't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There was no gotcha. order. Gotcha. But you knew he had four going into this last throw. He threw before me. Yeah, he okay. threw before me. I let him go first because I was like, put the pressure on him, you know. Then the pressure was on me. I'm about to say, <laughs> put the pressure on you. I should have threw first. <laughs> I should have threw first. Because <laughs> um, I don't think he can handle pressure. If I'd have threw first and I'd have got three points, he'd have probably fucked up and not gotten anything. Instead, the motherfucker got four, mm. and I had to hit a bullseye. Newsflash, people. I did not hit a bullseye. <laughs> four, like... In order to beat four, I had to get five. But you had to, if you tied them, what happened? If I tied them, we'd have probably just win again. But like, I did not get a bullseye. I lost 10 hours. It is what it is. I was already spending money I shouldn't have been spending the night before, which is what I'm going to get into now. No, wait, I'm going to get into something else. That might have ruined my whole night because I'm, I'm competitive like that. Like, it, it, it kind of ruined, but it wasn't nighttime. It was during the daytime. Yeah, so okay. Okay. I still had the rest of the day, right? <laughs> I'm not a smoker. I'm not a drinker. But I was out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to drink a bit, you know, smoke a bit with my friends, you know. Okay. They had some ganja. I smoked a bit of it Friday night. Didn't smoke a whole lot. Not ganja. Yeah. So, my brother bought bought this thing. It's like a drink with THC in it. So, Saturday night, he all gave us a shot of it. And when I say a shot, I mean like less than a drink shot. It was like a bottle caps. Like if you pour, poured it into the bottle cap, then poured it in a cup, that's what you got. So like a a, a lick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we drank this. We all drank it. First of all, tastes like half and half. I'm sorry. Half and half is Baltimore. Half and half in Baltimore is different than other places. We co- What we call a half and half, y'all call an Arnold Palmer. Okay. Half lemonade, half Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Half lemonade, half tea. Sound like you was about to say Pog. (laughs) (laughs) So it tasted like that. I took a shot of this joint. Boy, we didn't go nowhere that night. Okay. Because of it? Because of it. The three, three of us was on the couch, slumped together. I was out like a light. I was out. I was done. I was like, bro, I I fell asleep watching Friday. That's all I remember. Oh, man. So um, let me get to Friday night, man. So that's a transition right there. I like that. Wasn't planned, though. I'm not going to take credit. <laughs> um, let me get to Friday night, man. So I'm not a fan of strip clubs. Okay. Um, I'm about to say something very explicit, but y'all know this. I'm not a fan of throwing money at women who are getting naked for me that I'm not fucking. It's that simple. Sorry. I'm not a fan of spending money to get horny in an erection to not have sex afterwards. <laughs> Just not a fan. Like, crazy concept. I'm not a fan of that. No, I'm just saying, like, I can't do it. What's can't do it. <laughs> the only time I've ever been to strip clubs is when I've been on a trip with friends. I went on a trip to Houston in 2019 with a friend for his birthday. He wanted to go to a strip club, so we went. Um, went to a trip to Atlanta 
for my friend's bachelor party. Same friend that went on a trip with this. Not the same guy getting married, but he was. <laughs> I was about to say. He didn't get married twice in a year. Um, same friend group. Uh, we went to a strip club because he likes strip clubs. I went. Didn't really spend a lot of money at either one of those. This one was different. So we went to the strip club. First, we went to a spot called Cheerleaders. If anybody's from Philly and y'all listening to this, you know, we went to a spot called Cheerleaders. We pulled up. I was like, damn, it's like a white strip club. Like they had the white chicks advertised on the board. And I'm like, I mean, it's cool. Strip clubs. I said, titties is titties, you know? So when we get to the door, they said they want 60 to get in. I said, so where else we going? Because we ain't going here. I'm not paying 60 to get into a strip club and then expect me to spend money when I get in there. It's not happening. So we went to a spot called Sin City. The twinkle in your eye just told it all. I just want y'all to know when I left this place, I followed them on Instagram the next day. <laughs> so we get to the place, we the security is checking us before we go in the door, and it's an old hitter. He a cool guy, you know. He like, hey man, y'all wanna have a good time. I was like, all right, if I come up out of here, it ain't a good time. I'm happy to see you. He was like, hey, I got the conversation corner right over there. I said, bet. All right. You know, yeah. I went in, you know, it was only 20 to get in. Um, Went to the the place where they give you the cash at. And I'm looking, and it's not, this is not a hole in the wall place. It's fancy DJ, music, lights, whole bunch of the shebang, you know? So I, um, I get like $100. Hundred dollars and ones. Um, they had ended up getting a section. They was like, "Yo, we got a section in the corner." I'm like, "Okay." I was one of the last ones to get my money and go over to the section. So I get my money, walking over to the section, and as I'm walking over, I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody to take offense by me saying I'm not. I'm gonna say the word "bitches" a lot. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, and and I got nothing against strippers. I fuck with all y'all. Well, not all y'all. I fuck with strippers. Okay, it's not. It's not that kind of thing. It's just. Oh. It felt like it, it was a bitch's vibe. You know what? I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. We got a lot of female viewers. I can't do that. I'm not going to disrespect them like that. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna just say strippers. So, I walk. Oh, I want to say hoes, but that's even worse. I walk over. <laughs> I walk over. Protect the bag. Protect the, the bag. Sex. As I'm walking over to the section, everybody already sitting down. And I'm like, all right. And the strippers attending to these dudes like they about to get manicures. I'm like, all right. So I walk over and I'm like, damn, I don't know where I want to sit. It's a single seat right here. It's a ch- it's a couch right here. So I'm going over to the single seat. I'm like, and the strippers like turn to like, I guess, getting ready to attend to me. And I'm like, now nah, I want to sit over here. Go over here. They turn again. And I'm like, shit. All right. I mean, what's, what's going on here? So first stripper comes over. Boy thought he was Prince Akeem. First stripper comes over. Uh, She said, how you doing? What's your name? I said, I ain't strippers asking motherfuckers name, you know? So, um, how you doing? What's your name? I said, my roots, you know, what's yours? Don't remember what she told me her name was. Um, Diamond. Nah, I think it might have been Ruby. All right. Ruby. Sound like a strip. Yeah, still. So um she was like, How your night going? And I'm like, just getting started. Literally, we got out there at night, and this is the first activity. She said, Oh, we about to turn up. Then I said, Bet. 
<laughs> Lean back. Step back. This woman gave me a show for at least about 15, 20 minutes straight. She did not stop. The only reason she stopped is because they bought the bottles over to celebrate, you know, my man's back. And, and the sign said, same pussy forever. I saw, that, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I got up to take the shot. I think that's the only reason she stopped. And I'm going to be honest, bro. Um, <laughs> over 50% of my money was gone when she was gone, when she was done. Um, I'm going to be honest. She did not have small titties, little to no ass, but she knew how to move it. She was coiling Ray the shit out of that motherfucker, okay? So this, this, and usually I'm like, man, you know what? My girlfriend will listen to this podcast. So usually... <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm like, man, strippers don't turn me on. I don't really, I don't get. And she was, she, she earned all the money she took from me. Like, she was talking the good shit. She was putting the lead. Like, she was, she, she was saying, she, she, man, look, I'm gonna get into it. All right, so she was like, <clears throat> I was throwing the money, you know, just she. I'm in the chair like this. She leaned back on me, back to chest, right. And she like, she making eye contact. Like she means business. She's making eye contact, looking dead at me. And I'm like, dropping the money. Like, <laughs> I'm dropping the money like this, like on the chest. And like, she says something, she was like, mm, that turned me on. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, hey, I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> In my head, I was like, hey, yo, but I'm playing it cool. I'm like, that's supposed to happen. You do this to everybody, but you're making me feel special. That's what, that's, you really doing your shit. So, so at one point she did something and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I thought y'all ain't go this far. So wait, hold up. Let me, okay. Let me clarify. Um, She started to. Hmm. Play DJ. You know what I mean? You're muted. I can't hear you. I know what you talk about. Okay. I don't <laughs> Why are you still going? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she 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 was playing DJ, uh, not with me. Okay. Um, herself. Mm-hmm. This this was an experience, you know, and, and she left. I was like, "Damn, what the fuck?" She left. She was done. She was done. <clears throat> Didn't get to see her again that night, unfortunately. Um, he said, "Unfortunately, damn." I'm, I swear to God, I spent the whole night spending money on her. Okay. She did a fantastic job. She was a great stripper. Um, elite, elite, elite for sure. Top five. Um, so then you know I, I was. <clears throat> I was done. Uh, another chick came over, light skinned chick in this white bikini or whatever. Um, beautiful woman. Um, the rest of the money I had left from Ruby, I spent on. She didn't even ask my name. I don't know her name. Um, at least Ruby asked my fucking name. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, just threw the rest of the thirty something dollars on her. Thought I was like, hey, I'm out of, I'm out of money. Uh, that didn't last long because I went to get a hundred more dollars. So um, this time when I came over, I put the money in my pocket because I'm like, I don't want these hoes to see me come over with a stack of hundreds because they're gonna flock to me again. Like, so I'm sitting down, and that did not matter because this time two women came over to me at once, and I'm like. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, cool. We we can do this. Um, they wasn't getting extra money though. Uh, just so y'all know, I pulled a neat trick, right? So they both dancing on me at the same time, shaking ass, you know, the nine. So what I did was they back was turned, right? So what I did was took the one, <laughs> took the one, right? Smacked it on her ass. Wow. It's on her ass. It's falling down. I caught it mid-air. Slapped it on the other chick ass. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Doubled up. You feel me? Doubled up. So, you know, I'm still ended up, but I, I walked out with some, I still walked out with some ones when I left. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it was two of them. It was a chocolate chick and a light-skinned girl. She out, I don't think she was black, though. Uh, after a while, um, she just went, the, the light skin one went to tend to somebody else because she saw I was just all in on the chocolate chick. The chocolate chick was doing the job. I'm like, like dark, baby, sprinkle this money on you. So, um, yeah, it was a fun experience, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm still not a fan of strip clubs, but that one, I'm telling you right now, if I hit one of these big parlays for like $50,000, me, and about five of my dudes, I'm giving them a stack each, and we going in there, and we making it rain. I'm walking in there, and I'm making it rain on them hoes, boy. I pro- and I'm going to be like, where Ruby at? <clears throat> That's a dangerous game, but all right. Probably is a dangerous game. But I had a great time at Philly, man. It was cool, you know? Spent it with some loved ones. I spent too much time on this story. I was about to say, uh, that, so that has been the Mavs house. <laughs> <laughs> That's already like 22 minutes. Thanks. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm um, glad you had a good time. Hope your man had a good time as well. He did. He did. He had to. Boy, he, yeah, they was. I, look, my story was trouble. one thing. Don't get him in trouble. I ain't getting nobody. They was in there wilding. <laughs> to the point where I looked over and I was and I looked over at somebody with a strip and I'm like, are they having sex? They weren't, but it looked like it. Oh man, it was wild, man. It was wild, but um, it's been a wild week as well. Uh, a tale of two games for the Dallas Mavericks. So you feel right talking about basketball right now? <laughs> oh man, I got. I can't wait to go back to Sin City, boy. Um, I right, continue, continue, my bad. Yeah, a tale of two games for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, opening night. Well, opening night for not. Yeah. Was that opening? It wasn't, no, it wasn't opening night. Wednesday night, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. Wednesday night game. That was Mavericks' first game of the season. We took on the Phoenix Suns in a rematch from the second round. Uh, obviously, everybody was expecting, uh, well, not expecting, but wondering, are the Phoenix Suns going to come into this mentally ready with all the stuff with DeAndre Ayton and the way they went out against us in the second round? What is the new look Mavs going to look like with additions to Christian Wood and DeVale McGee 
Tim Hardaway Jr. returning. And if you look back just the first half, you would say, damn, this is a repeat from the second round. If you went to sleep at halftime, woke up in the morning and said, damn, did the Mavs win last night? You would have been fucking shocked. Mavs lost 107 to 105, blew the game against the Phoenix Suns uh, in a game I still feel like we, we should be 2-0 right now. But it's just the first game of the season. I'm not going to harp on it too much. Shout out to Harp. Um, <clears throat> we did a post-game recap. We were extremely tired, um, as you can tell. Uh, but we still powered through. Um, bright spots from this game. Christian Wood looked great. He should have finished the fucking game, but, you know, he looked great. Yeah. Which was consistent throughout the week. Uh, I feel like there's not much to say on this game that we didn't already. Uh, we really don't have to spend too much time on recaps anymore since we do the post-game recaps. Right. Um, but anything you want to add, since we were so tired that night, is there anything you want to add from this game that you didn't in the post-game recap? Um, I don't think so. I think, uh, <clears throat> like you said, we we got up big, we blew the lead, and you know we lost on a Damian Lee bucket. I didn't like what we saw as far as the rotations, and I was hoping we would get a chance to see some changes in the next game based on that game. I was wondering if, you know, <clears throat> if what we saw in the first half was a fluke or if blowing the lead was the part that was fluky. And I think the second game, we got a little bit of an answer as to, to what, what the case was. Yeah, we did get a little bit of an answer. Um, <clears throat> I also believe the first team we played is better than the second team we played. So maybe they just didn't have it in them to, to make that sort of comeback. I think the first team did. They're battle-tested. I don't feel like that second team is, but I guess we can move right to that second team, the game that I missed. I did watch some of this in Philly, y'all. I watched it on my phone. I didn't watch all of it. Um, Dallas Mavericks um, ramrodded the the Memphis Grizzlies 137 to 96. I Maybe they were pissed off from the last game. Maybe this was a, oh, we home. We're going to make sure we don't blow this. If they'd have blown this lead, Jesus Christ, this would have been a different podcast. Uh, the Grizzlies did try to make a little push in the third, but it was futile. They futile. had no answer for Luka. Uh, Luka must have heard the uh, Ja Morant is better on Luka's level talk because uh, he showed the boy up. I mean, obviously, Ja was the only one that really did anything for this team, but it really didn't amount to anything. You could have just sat on the entire second half and it wouldn't have mattered. Anytime they start talking about your team coming off a back-to-back in the first quarter, you know it's going bad. Yeah. Because that usually doesn't hit to the third as far as I'm concerned. Um, Standouts from that game, obviously. uh, Christian Wood put on another really good performance. Shot six for 12. 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Complete opposite from the first game where he couldn't hit a free throw to save his life or anyone else's came away with 25 points only played 25 minutes, but that's probably because, well, not probably it's because of the blowout. Right. Um, <clears throat> Luka Doncic shot 12 for 23, four for nine from three and put up 32 points. 
funny story. Uh, not not even a story, just a quick thing. Um, when we were out there, um, <clears throat> guy was whip was putting in bets, and he was just trying to make big money on something. He said, "I'm gonna get Luca twelve assists, John Morant twelve assists." I said, "I don't know about that. John ain't really that type of player. Luca might get it though. He would have got it if it wasn't a fucking blowout. Mm. He had ten. He could have gotten two more if it wasn't a blowout, but he was never going to hit that parlay because Ja wasn't getting 12 assists. And to be honest, even if it was a close game, I don't think Ja was getting 12 assists. I messed up because I took – I think the the line was like eight and a half assists or something like that for Ja, and I took it thinking, you know, I don't think he's going to score, but I think he's going to get the assists, and he did not because he, he, did not, he did not play enough. So it is what it is. Uh, JaVale McGee with only 13 minutes. <laughs> Put up six rebounds, two blocks, six points. I thought it was something else that I saw that I liked, but I guess it wasn't. From JaVale McGee? Yeah. What? Which? What, why you make that face? I don't remember. I mean, he had <clears throat> he had a one nice dunk. Like it was a catch that or a throw that I didn't, I wasn't sure about, and he got it, went up like backwards, and it was the block that he had that I liked. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah he swatted out of bounds, right? Yeah, gotcha. it almost looks like fucking goaltending, but there's been a lot of that this year where like guys come in that last second block and they're not calling it goaltending. Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> Makes for fun basketball, honestly. I'm not um, mad at it. Anything you want to say about this 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 manslaughter? I was just gonna ask if you had any questions. I know you, like you said, you couldn't watch the whole game through. I didn't know if anything stood out to you that you had questions about. Um, not necessarily. Uh. How did Jaden Hardy look? Because I missed that, and I, I've heard some things, but I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get um, your take on it. So, uh, what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, I mean, he is what he is. At the end of the day, uh, it's not like I they heard were- you on the podcast call him Tim Hardaway the third. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm calling him. Like, he took hard away that they're like, I know he's going to get shots up. I know it's going to be hit or miss. And I'm not going to be mad about it when it occurs at this point. For him, anyway, because he's a kid. You know, it's the uh, Gordon Ramsay treating uh, the kids differently than he treats adults type situation. So, you want that rookie contract, you get the the, the kid gloves, Gordon Ramsay. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Another thing I noticed that stood out that I need answers on. Okay. Tyler Dorsey played four minutes. Some motherfucker had nine points. <laughs> he looked like prime Steph Curry. I mean, <laughs> what happened? He was waiting. Every, like, when he went up, I already knew it was money every time. He hit, I think he hit a three, and then he had, like, a couple pull-ups, like, off the dribble type thing. Like, like mid-ranges? Mid-ranges, yeah. I think he hit a three, and he had three mid-ranges. Like, he was cashing them. And then I had people in there taking Tyler, Tyler Dorsey victory laps on the timeline. Like, man, calm the fuck down. It was garbage time like i'm not trying to hear about no people owe tyler dorsey an apology like no i'm not apologizing to a, a for a 26 year old going out there and getting some buckets on some rookies another thing i watched the highlights of this game and i noticed in garbage time when the garbage time guys came in the white pile came in <laughs> Hee <laughs> 
we've definitely transitioned to a new era of Mavs if the White Powell is getting the Jawan Howe with Miami Heat treatment. I uh the Brian Cardinal treatment. I saw somebody say <laughs> that uh they wanted they wanted Dwight to come in and they were like upset that he wasn't coming in. And I was like, nah, he's gonna be in, he's the human victory cigar now. Like <laughs> you see him, you know it's over. <laughs> Um, I didn't think we would get, I thought he would still be getting some minutes, but I didn't think like they would have to come in blowouts. That's, that's. So I'll say this. Uh, I think Dwight said it on 21 going on 77. Shout out to Dwight, to Dwight and SJ. Um, <clears throat> he mentioned the idea of like starting JaVale McGee in every game shouldn't happen and that Dwight Powell should get the start in certain matchups. I'm not ready to go that far, mm-hmm. but this goes back to a conversation we had like two, three years ago, even about the idea of having bullpen big bigs, like yeah. treating your big man rotation like a bullpen and using whichever one. Like we have three different types of big men. We have Christian Wood, who is a stretch big. We have Javal McGee, who's a big body roller dunker. And then we have Dwight Powell, who's a roller, but he's athletic, a little bit more versatile on the, the perimeter as far as like being switchable defensively so depending on the matchup i think there's scenarios where each one may be the most optimal and even if you take christian wood out of the equation there may be a situation where dwight powell is more optimal than javel mcgee like javel i want him against the big bodies mm-hmm. dwight powell i want him against a more athletic team another thing from this game uh probably the last thing i want to point out um i've loved Christian Wood's creation ability is what we wanted or thought we were getting with Christos Porzingis. His ability to not only catch and shoot, he can create his own three-point shots. He can create off the pump fake. But it's passing. Mm. I saw some really nice passes in what I saw, and he had three assists. I saw in the box score, uh, I saw a nice pass he had to the corner for a three. I think it was to Josh Green, but I'm not sure. Might, that might have been it. I think that was to Josh He Green. was looking at it the whole time. Like, he was anticipating Josh. <laughs> so, is that something you saw as well, something you noticed as well? or? Yeah, I, there's a lot that I've noticed. I think the biggest thing that I noticed personally was his physicality on the inside. Mm-hmm. which he mentioned himself, I believe, in an interview I saw with him where, like, when he gets the ball, and I see this with a lot of bigs, even guys I like, where they get the ball inside and they kind of rush to to get the shot up or they try too hard to use their bodies to overpower people. Like, he's very skillful with his uh, powering up to go up. Like, he's he's catching it, he's widening his arms, he's moving people out the way a little bit, and he's going up strong. Uh, for the finish he's going through people that's how he's drawing fouls like it's legitimate he has a kind of a sinewy strength like I know we talk about him being light in the ass um you know I prefer the big man with the ass but when it comes to offensively he doesn't play like he's light in the ass like he plays like he's got some bulk to him which is something I did not anticipate and it, it might be my most the thing I'm most excited about with him but you mentioned the creation the ability to to put the ball on the floor a little bit and get into a jumper, but also just on the inside, if we're able to take advantage of that physicality on the inside too, like that's 
man, look, I'm ready. I'm ready to give him the contract. Like, I don't, I don't know. Hey, man, look, I ain't want to speak too soon, right? <laughs> I'm saying, dude. Even though he didn't hit those free throws in the first game, it's the fact that he was so physical he got to the line like that consistently, and he did it two games in a row. Exactly. He had nobody on this team able to draw fouls that way besides Luka. Right. Having someone else able to do that? Look, man, and, and this is another thing I don't want the Mavs to do. I don't want this, oh, man, Christian Woods playing so great. Let's make him the starter. No, not necessary. No, keep it the way it is. Keep him coming off the bench, him coming in at that six minute mark or whatever it may be, playing against the other backup bigs, killing these motherfuckers. Because at that point, you have to game. Other teams are going to have to game plan for that. They're going to have to think, okay, we got to deal with Luke in the starting lineup. What do we have to deal with Christian Wood in that second unit? We're messing up their rotations at that point. Exactly. Don't change our rotation because he's playing well. Keep it like this because I also want to see him win six man of the year. That too. I want to see it happen. Keep it like this, man. I, I hope I'm praying Jason Kidd sees it and doesn't say, all right, you're going you're gonna to start now. Um, they did it with Brunson last year, but I think it was warranted last year. Brunson right. was needed in the starting lineup. Right. Christian Wood isn't needed in the starting lineup. Because I think he's more effective off the bench and with JaVale starting. If JaVale comes off the bench, I think JaVale is less effective. Right. We so, don't want to drop off when we start going to our bench. Right. By having him come off the bench, we get a boost when the other team is starting to get tired. I agree. So now we're getting to these gigantic leads. Yes. Keep it that way. Hammer him. I don't know if that's the hammer him. Yeah. Smash him with the wood. Or uh, as Skin said on the broadcast, lay the wood on him. So, you know. I heard that. Which, and actually, I mean, that is the expression. Yeah. It feels wrong it's, for some reason. It feels wrong, right? Put the wood on him or something like that. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> it's been a wrong podcast so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a what? A wrong podcast. Okay, I thought you said raw. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> so, um, moving on from the Mavs scores from the week. Uh, if you've been listening or if you follow us on Twitter, you know we have started a Mavs Outsiders Fantasy Basketball League. Mm. So, something we're going to be doing every week now. We're going to be running down scores. Looking at later on, we'll be looking at standings. Right now, everybody's played one game, but we'll be running down scores from the previous week of fantasy basketball. So, if you got your ass kicked like last week, like me, it is going to be broadcasted. People are going to know. It's not a secret. Don't kill us in the group chat because I won't see it. First game, ironically, my Baltimore Bullets against Team Boys Don't Kawhi. Ishan whooped my fucking ass. 936 to 770. And to be honest, I don't think that was the worst ass whooping of the week. Because the next ass whooping, 
Oklahoma City, OKC, Sean. Um, D. Matheson, who's that? I'm tripping. Uh, hmm. It might be. Um, damn, I know we got an OKC fan. Is it Dom? Yeah, it's a uh, Dom. Uh, I don't know. He he's one. Of, he he's an OKC fan that that follows me. Okay. Beat the shit out of SJ. SJ's children. <laughs> he put up one thousand one hundred and forty-two points to her eight hundred and sixty-nine. So he's a father that stepped up. Come on, bro. Next game. Girl, you know it's Drew. Mm. Like Drew Holiday. That's clever. Ooh, ooh. All right, continue. Anyway, he put up 1,063 points, defeating creative team name. Ah, see what you did there. 912 points. Next game, Freeport Islanders put up 1,087 points. You can skip that one. (laughs) (laughs) Bibbs' agenda, 979 points. We're going to be dishing out some money if we don't don't want some games. Yeah, we starting off 0-1, so (laughs) y'all on y'all way to the money is what it's looking like. But, uh, yeah, he got me, man. I had a couple bad uh, lineup decisions. That, that that cost me in this one. Congrats, right. to, congrats to the homie, Chico. But I was Chico? Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. Islanders, I should have. Right. <laughs> um, next game, Team Coops, 1,149 points, defeated the Bay Area MFFL with a glizzy as his team logo. 1,012 points. I didn't even realize what that was. To <laughs> Next game. Watch. Oh, my Jesus. Okay. Next game. Watch the throne. Like throne the football. Yeah. Defeated team. S. Saib. Uh-huh. Saib. Saib is how he pronounces his name. Oh, team Saib. S. Saib K. S. Saib K. Okay. Gotcha. S. Saib K. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh. Watch the throne put up 1057 points. The opponent put up 790. Five, I need you to do better than that, buddy. Yeah, but I I don't that thank you for taking that loss. It took all the attention off of me. Uh but damn, brother. Did you set any lineups? Shit. Team Wild Bill defeated Toby Boomaye. I'm a hey look, I hope that's your last name, because that's fire. I don't think it is based on the To be boom To be boom If it's not correct me, please though. I don't think it is if you look at the name below it. Damn, you're right. I like the team name though. Um nine hundred and eighteen to seven hundred and seventy-three. It's rough. Final game. Was actually the closest of the week, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh wow, this okay. Um, team J Green Stinks X. I hope that's Jalen Green and not Josh Green, because if it's Josh Green, I'm it's all Josh. for kicking this motherfucker out of the league. It's Josh. Kick this motherfucker out of the league. Lost. I hope you I hope you win no games. 
loss to the balding spot. 994 to 934. How you mess up the team, Dave? The balding point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I was seeing balding spot. Maybe I'm self-reflective. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. So those were the um, shit. Those were the, uh, the scores for this week. This fantasy thing is going to be fun. I'm invested. I want to win. I'm competitive. I want to beat these motherfuckers' asses. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If they, I play SJ this week. Who am I playing this week? It's like you're playing uh, C. Marlowe. Watch the throne. Yes, he's up 21 to 11 only right now, currently. Uh, RJ Barrett has, wow, negative three points. Cannot believe I drafted this motherfucker. Um, Chris Duarte has five points. Yaka Pertle has seven. Mo Bamba has two. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon currently has none, but that game really just started. Um, Andre Andre Drummond has none as well. I'm not sure who he has in his lineup. Pascal Siakam, Kevin Porter Jr., Derek White. All right. I mean, whatever. Uh, It's cool, I guess. Uh, I got to check one of these scores real quick because it's getting crazy. I already hit one of my parlays, and I'm a little bit surprised. One of the legs, one of the legs, not the whole thing. Let's see how my parlays are. Halftime of that game. My boy Jalen Smith is busting Embiid's ass, apparently. Um, I took Indiana's spread plus 12 and a half against Philly. Philly sucks ass right now. And they're currently now 18 points at halftime. So I might have taken the wrong time to pick against Philly. Um, I took the Miami Heat money line. They're down by four. I took the Orlando Magic spread against the Knicks. They're only down by three. The spread is at seven and a half. It's pretty good. Um, I took the Utah Jazz spread two and a half against the Rockets. It's only six one right now. Um, I took the Minnesota money line against the Spurs. Should have took the Spurs spread, whatever. Um, but it's only 12-6 in the first quarter. And I took Boston money line against Chicago. Ironically, Boston and Chicago are both playing each other in basketball and football tonight. Um, get get Jalen Smith some help, by the way. To out of Indiana? Yeah, he, he he's the only person that showed up to this game. Yeah, I took Tyrese Halliburton to get me 20 points, and I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, he has four at the end. Like, I just – I can't win shit. Um. Oh, man, both of these, I guess they didn't hit. Damn. I took Al Horford first basket against the Bulls, and I took Anthony Edwards first basket against the Spurs, and I don't think either of them hit. I knew Paolo and Cole Anthony will show up for this next game. They both big, big time performers, or big game performers, I should say. All right, I'm done with that. Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) Um... Damn, Tatum got the point. Fuck it. Uh, all right. So I think we'll take a quick break, pay these bills, and we'll come back with the segment everyone's been waiting for. Mavs Outsiders, Unsung Hero of the Week, and the Weekly Forecasts. We'll be right back.
NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a step up, stepped up same game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. This week, kicking off the season, it's Mavs versus Suns. The Mavs whooped the Suns the last time. Both teams are going to be come out firing. That is a game that I love. And I'm going to put, I'm, I'm smashing Luka points. I'm smashing Christian Wood points. I'm smashing Devin Booker points. Like, that's a game where you can probably hit on a lot of different parlays. So that's definitely something I would personally be looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we back. Been waiting to do this for a while. I actually meant to insert this into the panel that we did. Well, I was going to say, uh, since we don't award predictions, let's predict who the Mavs unsung hero of the year would be at the end of the year. But uh forgot about it at the moment. Um, I think the unsung – okay. <laughs> so the unsung hero of the week probably is obvious. But going into it, I was like, I want to go in a different direction. Is that really unsung? But I feel wrong giving it to anybody else. Mav's unsung hero of the week award goes to Christian Wood. Mm. Um, I felt like it would have been obvious because like, oh, it's Christian Wood. But it's like, I feel like the only obvious person, I feel like the only person on his roster who's never going to get it is Luka Doncic. That's it. If Christian Wood continues to play the way he will, I'm going to be like, all right, you're disqualified as well, to be honest. uh, For right now, uh, opening the week, I felt right giving it to Christian Wood. He's come out of the gates on fire. Hopefully this continues. If it does, the ceiling for this team is as high as you want it to be. The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof uh, for Christian Wood and the Dallas Mavericks. So hopefully this continues. Uh, hopefully continues to build chemistry with Luca. The chemistry already seems to be there. There was a really nice alley-oop play uh, in the last game, um, as you can see in my green screen. After that, <laughs> of that. Um, but yeah, the very first Mavs outside is unsung hero of the week award goes to one Christian Wood. Congratulations to you, sir. Now, Kick it to Bibbs for one of his alter egos uh, for the highly anticipated weekly forecast. Weatherman Bibbs. 
Thank you, Reese. Now, before we get into the weather report, I do have to mention, you know, I was I was watching, I was on Twitter, and uh, I saw the people said that apparently before that alley-oop, Luca told Christian Wood to get in position because I'm going to throw you the law. Came down the court and made it happen. It's it's truly amazing what that man can do. That that Luca magic. Shout out to uh, XL. Uh, moving forward, first in the week on Tuesday, we're going to NOLA. <laughs> we're going to go play the New Orleans Pelicans, and we're going to give them hell again, even though they think that they're a relevant team now. Uh, we're going to play the Pelicans. They may be a little shorthanded, thick, swole, in shape. Zion may not be there. He had a hip contusion, had an ugly fall last night. Let's hope he heals up well, but I'm not going to complain if he's not in the rotation. Moving forward in the week, we, oh, wait, not moving forward. Excuse me. Brandon Ingram got smacked in the face by his own teammate. He has a concussion, so he's in protocols. I doubt we'll be seeing him either. And then Herb Jones, the Luka stopper. And by Luka stopper, I mean the guy that allows Luka to get triple doubles with 30 points in the column. Herb Jones may also be hurt. So the Pelicans really got abused by uh, the Utah Jazz as they also got put away by the Utah Jazz. Kelly Olenek took the love out the game like Olenek. Keep your head straight unless you want a hole in it. Anyway, Kelly Kelly Olenek got the game winner. Shout out to Griselda. And... uh, that, that's a that's a that's a Conway the Machine lyric. Look it up. Anyway, Kelly only got the game winner on the Pelicans. They're going to be looking to bounce back, but they're going to have a hard time unless McCollum decides to go off for fifty. Good luck with that, brother. Moving forward in the week on Thursday, we're going up to Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? We're playing the Brooklyn Nets. They're soft in the middle. Hey, diddle diddle. They got no chance against Luka Doncic in the wood. Although I've been looking at the advanced analytics. Claxton has been very effective. We'll see if we can change that. Moving ahead, we got the Thunder from down under. That's right. Giddy and the Oklahoma City Thunder are coming into Dallas. And that team, they're a tanking. But Shy Gilgis Alexander, don't tell him that. He's a baller. We're going to have to make sure that our defense is ready for his penetration pause. And hopefully we get that dub. Finally, it's a four-game week, folks. We play the Orlando Magic. I'm not going to sing the song again. Sorry. We're playing the Orlando Magic on Sunday. Oh, Magic. You're, you know what? I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. We got the Orlando Magic, Jamal Mosley. Coming into town, uh, that team is also very fun. Cole Anthony is a baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. He uh, is taking it to Jalen Brunson as we speak. Up in New York, Paolo Banchero, Italiano. I'm going to do the Italian hands the rest of the way. Paolo Banchero. Paolo motherfucker. Paolo, he's been balling also. It should be a nice little matchup there. Uh, They've got length for days. Bowl Bowl is squatting threes out of the air like it's his business. 
Mo Bamba is also patrolling the paint. I'm going to be uh, interested to see how we deal with that length. Franz Wagner, another up and comer. That team has a lot of talent. They just can't close games. Let's hope we don't get to that point that they try to get a chance to learn. Let's put them away early. And that's it, folks. That's four games on the docket. Reese, back to you. It was refreshing to hear the weekly forecast again, man. It, it was. I hope our theme song is nothing like the rhymes that you did in this forecast, or else I'm going to have to just decline. Um, did I just give something away? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Um, we're going to let it pass. We'll let it pass. Uh, I know how I'm feeling about the week. But I want to go to you first. Record for the week was how you feeling? So based on what I see, if we on the same page, yeah. Based on what I've seen, my expectations are four and zero. Okay, so we on the same. (laughs) (laughs) I was just, I felt like we was here with it. You know, we share brain, so you know. With that established, I know how we do. So if we did go three and one, I would not be pissed. I would not be pissed unless we lose the OKC. I don't think we can lose to them. Yeah, I I feel like that Magic game is a trap game. Yeah, the Magic, uh, they're tricky. I, I, They have a weird team. It's a lot of talent. And playing against Jamal Mosley is like. Right. Um, so that one wouldn't piss me off as much as OKC would. I really want to beat the Nets and Pelicans, though. Yes, for sure. We got to get those two, in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely the Pelicans, because I got a lot of Pelicans fans on my timeline from me being a Saints fan, and I want to see their reaction to me talking shit. And us beating their ass. So, and they just <laughs> nope. struggled with Utah. And I mean, nothing against Utah. Utah has looked good, but it's like, I feel like we, yeah, you, you get that. I think Dalton's going to be in the building for that one too. And Shad is going to be in the building for Brooklyn. So uh, that should be, that should be fun. Aren't those both, both away games? Yes. Dalton lives in Mississippi. And Shad, really? Shad is flying. Oh, up. he's driving to, to New Orleans for the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Shard is flying to – is he already going to be in New York or he's going for the game? He's going for the game. You okay. Know, you know, he's credentialed now. You know, he's he's one of them important people that get to talk about basketball. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I will actually be in attendance for the Wizards game on November 11th. So I will not be here for the postgame recap because I will be spending the night there. Me and my girlfriend are going to the game. We'll be staying the night there in D.C. and <laughs> – coming back the next day what day of the week is that friday okay okay cool yeah that's that's a good weekend trip yeah i'm not gonna hop on the phone and do the podcast i wouldn't make you do that yeah unless y'all want to hit some the celebration of the victory yeah (laughs) (laughs) if there's a victory every time i go to a game we lose so we can't lose the bearded cake. Last year, in the, not last year, the last Wizards game, everybody was like, uh, everybody was like, please go home. Like, we're getting our asses kicked. At that point, I was like, it's too late. It doesn't matter if I go home or not. Yeah. You couldn't do nothing about it. So, um, before we close this out, uh, you had something you wanted to mention. So, send us home, brother. All right. So, I, I proposed a new segment called the tweets of talking i sounded like uh, i like that you didn't catch it what i was telling you today i didn't all right 
I sounded like Mike Tyson when I said that just now. Probably, yeah. The tweets are talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Shout out Mike, man! Shout out Mike. Uh, I, I actually, I, I don't know where I was going to go with this. Or I didn't know. I should say until this morning when I had the audacity to go on the timeline and tweet a proposal to free Russell Westbrook to the Dallas Mavericks. Now, keep in mind, I did not see this. this I couldn't help but see it because they was in my mentions. Um, but wait, you tweeted. I tweeted a proposal to get Russell Westbrook to Dallas and out of New York, out of uh, New York, LA. LA. Um, Cause I've been kind of, I'm kind of disgusted with the way they talk about Russell Westbrook. I now, agree. You, now, you know, I hated Russell Westbrook for a long time, but I th- he won me over. Uh, I had a homegirl who's always been a big Westbrook fan. Says she loves the passion that he plays with. And I started paying attention and then when, what he did in Washington, that, that run they went on when he got them to the playoffs, that was that was fire for me. Like, I enjoyed that. And I, one of my I, favorite I was players in, of all time. He's your what? One of my favorite players of all time. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because he's like the opposite player from Chris Paul. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, that's a whole other topic. Um, so, I went online. I'm trying to find a tweet. That's why I've been trying to buy time. I went online. I tweeted. First of all, I said, free Russell Westbrook from the shackles of that sinking Lakers ship. I did see that. Because I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of them trying to blame him for the Lakers problems. And it's not his fault. Completely. At all. Um, (laughs) I won't say at all. He's a factor. But the only reason he's a factor. First of all, when the trade went down, I immediately said it was stupid. Yeah, everyone knew it was stupid. A lot of people all said, I, I, I remember, it was a dumb trade. Everyone knew it was a dumb trade except for the Lakers. The Russell Westbrook and LeBron together barely makes sense. On top of that, you got rid of Kuzma. You got rid of shooters. And then they spent. They went into this offseason. I was like, all right, so the Lakers, they're going to go look for some shooters so they can fix this. Who they went and got Pat Beverly and Juan Toscano Anderson and Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, not really a shooter, you're an athlete. So now you got Pat Bev might be the best shooter on the team as far as like spot, catch and shoot threes. Nobody guards him out there, but he was shooting it at a pretty decent clip over the past few years somehow. It looked like it looked like me shooting threes out there, but it's been going in. Not this year though. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching AD line up threes before he even released the three. Nurk is walking, sagging off, walking back to the hoop to get the rebound. I saw that twice. He did it twice. I saw once in the corner. He turned around. AD clanked that thing off the top corner of the backboard. And then he, when uh, AD was at the top of the key, and Nurk was at the free throw line, Nurk. Turned around, head to the side, like, all right, let me get this board real quick. That thing hit the top of the backboard, came down, hit the front of the rim, and, like, bounced somewhere else. Like, Nurt couldn't even get the rebound. The shot was so bad. I saw the one in the corner. Both of those shots was ass. LeBron gets the ball, logo. I know he playing Dane. Maybe he was inspired. 
Logo <laughs> LeBron, let that thing fly. 13 on the shot clock. Not even close. Dude shot that thing like seven feet short. Shaq could have fit in between the rim and that ball. Trace ass, trash. After the game, Westbrook tried to get a two-for-one at the end. Ill-advised, bad shot, stupid. And he tried to do that, you know, the little mid-range pull-up he liked to do, bang it off the glass. He had been breaking them things all night. I guess he thought this was the one. Clanked that thing. They lost the game. Dame Dollar does what did what Dame Dollar does. After the game, all I hear is Westbrook this, Westbrook that. No, all them boys was ass. <laughs> Every single one of them. It looked like what Reese was into on, 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 on Friday night. Hey, yo. <laughs> ass all over that court. So, ass everywhere. Everywhere you look, it was ass. But after the game, we're just going to talk about Westbrook, right? We're not going to talk about AD clanking threes off the corner of the backboard. We're not going to talk about them boys allowing a comeback in the fourth quarter. We're not going to talk about none of that. We're not going to talk about LeBron getting blown by by Jeremy Grant for the game winner. We're not going to talk Everybody about Everybody talks about the bad shot that Russell Westbrook took, but nobody wants to talk about the bad shots that AD and LeBron took before Russell Westbrook. Right. Now, this whole getting – Westbrook to Dallas thing. How did this come about? All right. So after that, it was a run of Westbrook tweets. So Glenn Jr., 1988, the homie, he said, Russ needs to be handling the ball and surrounded by shooters. Facts. Ask for a buyout and come off the bench in Dallas. Russ, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, uh, Christian Wood, and Maxie. That second unit would cook. If he wants to start, then he on his own. LOL. I tweet it. You see it. Now, that tweet has 19 replies. I don't know what those were about. But after that, um, somebody sent a link saying, you know, I have, I've been saying this. I'm pretty sure uh, Dalton wrote an article about getting Westbrook as well. Um, I said, I just need Cuban to apologize to Westbrook for disrespecting him. And we good. Uh, that started going off. We need a real apology, too. Not that A-Train apology that he gave you. Facts. So then I put a trade together. And this is a trade I've seen other people post. I'm not going to say I created it off the dome. Pretty sure I know one person in there. The the basics of it is THJ, Bertans. I said filler player. We know that's Dwight Powell. For Westbrook in a first-round pick, future first-round pick, 2027, let's say. I said it works for three reasons. There's really four or five reasons if you want to look at it hard enough. I got a character limit. One, Westbrook becomes a facilitator off the bench that we've lacked. Mm -hmm. I said it gives the Mavs a facilitator off the bench that is taller than me. That's Faku fate. uh, (laughs) I said the Lakers will get better because they will have people who shoot the ball from the perimeter and it goes in sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, especially with THJ. Especially with THJ, which would make their team better and reduce the Pelicans' chances of getting Wembenyana, which we cannot have. We cannot have that. I'm not trying to see Wembenyana and Zion four times a year. That's not what I'm trying to see. And Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram. 
and old man CJ McCollum as he ages. But and still, Herb Jones and Trey Murph. I'm good, bro- brother. I'm good <laughs> on all that. Um, and then I said we would get a draft pick, which would mean additional trade assets as we try to load up for a move later. <clears throat> and then I didn't have room, but I said after that that I didn't even mention the cap flexibility we would get because Westbrook is an expiring contract. And that will come off the books after the season. With Christian Wood also expiring, we could have a remake and do right, do what we didn't do in 2019. When we wind and dine KP and sign him into the cap space instead of signing other players and then signing him and going over the cap, we can now do that with Christian Wood. You hear me? 2023 free agency class is fire. Not a ton of teams have money, especially teams that are legitimately contending. Now, somebody might pretend to contend, but we, we if, if the way this team looking right now, we might be a piece away. We them. We might be a piece away. So I see people say, oh, we're not a free agency destination, da 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 History does not matter. This is a new era. Rick Carlisle is gone. This shit talks. Donnie Nelson is gone. Oh my, let me do it in the mic. Y'all hear me rubbing my fingers together? I was about to make a joke, but I ain't going to bring that back up. Chill, man. That's money. Money talks. We'll have money. We'll have contending opportunity. I'm not saying we can get whoever the hell we want, but we should be able to get somebody that makes us better. In the interim, we'd have two additional roster spots as well. A lot of free agents out there right now that can play a little ball. Maybe they don't play. Maybe they do. But we could take a flyer on a couple of young guys potentially. With some, that could now, do I like us losing shooting? on Russell Westbrook, who may or may not work out. Because let's keep it 100, okay? Okay. All of this is not Russell Westbrook's fault. That team is not built for Russell Westbrook to play in. There's no spacing. Facts. But he don't look the same. Okay. He's not as explosive as he used to be as far as athleticism goes. He can't blow by guys anymore in the half court anymore. He really has to do it in the full court. And when he does that, he misses layups. That mid-range pull-up jumper used to be his fucking shot. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know. Maybe it's a confidence thing. I think there's some some mental stuff going on there. And I'm going to be honest. Him coming off the bench ain't going to help with his mental confidence, even if it is a change of scenery. So I love Westbrook, and I like the idea of that deal, but I think it's deeper than that. Does it make a difference if it's a buyout acquisition? Yes. If it's not a trade, I'm with it. Okay. And I saw there a lot of people said that they would do it if it was a buyout. But to be quite honest, I don't think the Lakers would settle for Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dallas Bertons. And I mean, they kind of don't said, have a fucking choice. But. Some people said they wouldn't give us a pick either um, in that scenario. Uh, they they giving us a fucking pick. <laughs> they, want, they would want the cap flexibility. But, <clears throat> you know, I I don't think it's a perfect scenario at all no um i don't think it a lot would hinge on him wanting that role him buying in him accepting being the first guy being the first guys off the bench with christian wood still getting probably starter-ish minutes 25 to 30 and 
accepting that he's not a starter anymore. Now, I think previously somebody said he mentioned that coming off the bench is weird to him. Yeah, it's going to be weird to him. He's been a starter for his entire life. It will be an adjustment. He would have to accept it. He would have to grow into it. Christian Wood seems to have accepted it pretty quickly. Yeah, It's easy to accept things when it's going well for you. <clears throat> um, so that would be a factor. Uh, some people said they don't want the drama in the locker room. Some people say we would mess up our chemistry. Um, so, some people said I they would do it and wave him. I don't agree with the, the drama thing because Westbrook is a great locker room guy. From Westbrook's all teammates historic, historically love him. Yeah, from everything I've heard about him, he's not a locker room problem. Other people said it would be a media distraction. I welcome yeah. media. I welcome media stuff. Good. Don't I don't think it'll be a media distraction because I think once he's out of LA, what's there to talk about? People are still going to talk about how bad LA is because they're still going to be bad. That's, and that's that's okay. That's the only reason I brought this up. One, I want Russell Westbrook out of there just so people can focus on the real problem, and that's the LA is ass, not West Russell Westbrook. I let, leave Russell Westbrook the fuck alone. That team is ass. Period. Why are we not talking about the fact that they were bad before he got there? Because you get yeah, lost to the fucking Suns. You got a scapegoat. LeBron can't be the problem. It's got to be something else. That's and then, so I'm tired of that. I want him out of that scenario. And then when I saw Glenn's tweet, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Let's bring Russell Westbrook in. Again, if he buys in to that role, 25, 30 minutes off the bench, in my opinion. I would think we were more of a contender if he bought in. I agree. Than we are today. Having a dynamic like Russell Westbrook on the team changed a lot of things, especially him off the bench for Christian Wood. Yeah. Like, nobody's fucking with that second unit. Nobody. You could talk about him falling off and this, that, and the third against starters. It's a little bit different against second units. Um I, I think East Talk had a, a point. Somebody pointed out that, you know, his shooting hasn't gotten worse. They showed his effective field goal percentage for the past six or so years. It's pretty much the same. And East Talk responded saying, you know, his uh, 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 he's getting less free throws than he used to because of his lost step, if you will, as yeah. far as blowing by guys and being physical. And his his finishing has decreased. So his overall efficiency has decreased. But – and I, I don't have time to go back and forth. I don't care about numbers enough to do all that. So I just let that one go. But what I would say to that is, one, what happened during that time period where that started going down? That was right after KD left. That was the Washington situation where the first half of the year he was hurt and playing terribly. But then down the stretch, he turned it up. Led the league in assists. He was the best player on that team. Average a triple-double. He was better than Bradley Bill. And, and a lot of time, this is the Iverson thing. This is the Iverson thing that I always bring up is, like, people talk, oh, it's percentages, da-da-da-da-da. The percentages don't mean everything. It's, e- it's easy for you to look at a percentage and say he was inefficient. A lot of being a point guard, I'm going to give an example of one game. But greatest game I've ever attended in person. It was South Carolina, trash South Carolina team, NIT South Carolina team at best, not a tournament team at all. 
against Kentucky with John Wall, Bledsoe, Cousins. I think they were number two at the time. They came into Columbia. I had courtside almost seats. Kentucky fan was behind me talking trash the whole night. We beat that team. We stormed the court. Why did we beat that team? We had a point guard named Devin Downey. He's probably five foot eight. He would drive. He was blown, killing John Wall because he was quicker than John Wall. Yeah, quicker than John Wall. He was killing him in Blesso. Getting to the hole, Cousins and, and whoever, I can't remember who the other big was, would come, would come after, collapse, try to swat him. His miss would come off, and our big was there for the putback because his penetration is what we needed out of that. We didn't need the bucket necessarily. We needed him to mess up their defense by getting in there. So he, his field goal percentage that night was trash, but his ability to get to the hole opened up the offensive rebounding opportunities for other guys, opened up the, the assists that he then would get off the penetration because they kept they was trying to stop him from getting inside. So while he played, if you look at his numbers from that game, you say, dang, Devin Downey had a bad game. How we win? Because his penetration was what was effective that night. That's what I want from West Russell Westbrook. I don't need him to be a bucket. I need him to facilitate, to get inside, to get Christian Wood, to get Maxi Kleba, to get Josh Green, to get Frank Nilakina, to get Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, open shots, or offensive rebounding opportunities because that's what some of those guys do. Josh Green is collapsing for the offensive rebound every time somebody drives. Russell Westbrook might miss the layup, but Josh Green, Christian Wood, or Dorian Finney-Smith on the court is probably getting that offensive rebound because he just disrupted the entire defense. They're worried about what Westbrook, you could say he's inefficient. Inefficient isn't on somebody's mind when they're playing defense on the court. When you see a man drive, you're not thinking, well, Russell Westbrook is 36% on, on driving from the right side. on the left. You know, He's not thinking about that. I'm thinking guy is driving at hoop. I want to stop him, period. So they're going to react to him getting inside. And so then it's, okay, is Christian Wood open for the lob? He could throw a lob. Is Maxie open in the corner? Is Josh Green cutting? Is Dwayne Finney-Smith cutting? Faku Campazzo can do that a little bit. I think Russell Westbrook could do it better. I'm off my soapbox. I'm sorry. Okay. This wasn't supposed to go that long. But um <laughs> I, I get what you said. You 23 minutes of a stripper story. Like, come on, son. You're right. But I didn't say my story wasn't going that long. You said this wasn't going that long. Um true. So <laughs> uh I get it. I see the vision. Pretty sure reality is different, but I understand the vision. Uh all in all, the main point is free rust, man. Free Russ from LA. He don't deserve that. Not the way y'all treat him. And that's outside of Lakers fans. He don't deserve to be the butt of the jokes. This man's a first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the greatest point guards to ever play this game. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. All right. With that being said, um, we'll see y'all Tuesday night for the post game recap. Um, hopefully, we get the dub against the Pelicans. Uh, I'd much rather. Stay up late, sleepy, doing post game recaps for a W than a fucking loss. But uh, unless you got anything else to add, we can close this thing out. Are we going to do all four? We should be able to do all four, yeah. Yeah, we should. All right. Is the Thunder game early? I don't think I checked. Um, I'm not sure. Let me see. Double check that because that might. I don't want it to affect my movie going. 
no, it's nine o'clock. Eight o'clock central. I like that these games are early. Besides the open CA. Yeah, the early early works for me. Um best <laughs> as we, we learned the other night. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be a good week. And I wasn't sure how long this episode was gonna be because we did the recaps, but we, we managed to go over an hour. So hey, you know what? Just a little bit over an hour is cool. Not tripping. At least we didn't go hour and a half or anything like that. So most of the time was taken up by my stripper story, but it was worth it. With that being said, um, we're going to close this thing out. Uh, we'll see y'all Tuesday night. Peace. Peace.